Welcome back inside of Trash Chatter. I'm your host, Victoria Conway, and this week we are pleased to be joined by Ryan Deem. He's the owner of Bin Scrub out of Indianapolis, Indiana. Ryan, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm good, Ryan. Thank you so much for taking some time to join us. I'm really excited to get some questions to you and share this information with a lot of people that have been tuning in. And one of the ways that we start the show every week is asking our guests how they found trash bin cleaning. So what's your story as to how you stumbled into owning your own trash bin cleaning service? Sure, sure. Um, Well, let me start by saying thank you for having me. This is really cool. Uh, I love what you guys are doing for the industry. And I've got a chance to watch a few of the other podcasts. And then you've had some really great guests. And um, I think people are getting a lot of value out of it. So I hope to add a little bit. Um, (laughs) But yeah, to uh, to kind of sum it up, um, I had seen a truck running around uh, Indianapolis a few years ago. And um, it was at my neighbor's house. And I thought, man, this is really clever. What a, what a smart idea. And me being kind of the, the OCD um, guy that I am, I had been cleaning my own garbage cans. You know, there's probably similar story as everyone else out there. Throw some bleach in it, hose it down, you know, get the broom out and try to scrub it up a little bit and, uh, and hope for the best. And then, you know, of course, you're dumping that waste uh, out in the yard or, or down the driveway into the street. And uh, of course, you know, in the big picture, that's probably not the best option. But when I saw that truck doing its thing, uh, I was curious and I started looking into it. And it was one of those things where at the time I just didn't have the bandwidth to, to jump into something. But a couple of years later, um, you know, some things happened for me, some, some business opportunities uh, made a nice successful exit, freed up some time and capital. And uh, I thought, man, I, I just can't get that idea out of my head. Two years, it was just rattling around up here. And I thought, you know, this is something I want to pursue. And I actually met with a, a good friend of mine who's a, a kind of a business mentor. And he uh, he challenged me and he, he basically said, you know, what's on your mind? I know you got something. What are you thinking about? And I kind of laid it out for him. And he looked at me and said, you're an idiot if you don't try it. You know, it's it's one of those things. It's a no brainer. Um, you know, the, the world and, and the, the community we live in is ripe for this opportunity. So um, you know, here we are <laughs> a few years later, um, we, we jumped into it at the end of 2019. I connected with you guys and, uh, you know, sometime around March, we, uh, we got our trucks delivered in 2020 and then COVID hit. Um, mm. so it was one of those <laughs> things where I don't think anyone really knew how to react. So we gave it a little bit of time. And by the end of April, we felt like it was time to roll out. And, uh, April, 2020 is when we launched. That's awesome. And I like that you actually saw a truck on location because I feel like a lot of people, that's not how they find this. Most people say, or at least when they call us, I've never heard of it. I've never seen a truck in my area. So it's pretty cool that you got to see it in action and probably get some feedback from those people that you spoke with. Um, A lot of people have different backgrounds before getting into trash bin cleaning, but I don't think anybody else can say they're an ex-NFL player, Super Bowl champion. So what was that transition like? Granted, it had been a few years since you've been retired, but you're going from the football field to all of a sudden you're running a trash bin cleaning business. Sure, sure, yeah. Uh, a lot of people wouldn't guess that, right? <laughs> um, you know, I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, I've done a lot of different things. I've invested into a lot of different types of companies. Uh, I've had a chance to sit on a lot of boards and and watch companies be built. And I felt like it was time for me to do my own thing. Um, and, you know, I, of course, you know, when you look at this industry, um, is the business model simple? Yeah essentially it is pretty simple 
uh, that doesn't make it doesn't mean it's easy though, right? So there's a lot of challenges to overcome. There's something we learn new every day. Um, but to kind of go back to how I made that transition, um, you know, I, I had uh, some time to do that. I had time to invest. I had some capital to invest. Um, and I think truly that is one of the most important things. This, this isn't an industry where you just buy the truck and, you know, people start calling. Uh, you have to put the time and energy into it. You have to have the resources to put into it uh, to, to get the marketing out there, to educate people that this is a thing. Absolutely. It's something people aren't Googling us. We're definitely chasing after those clients. What's the reaction been like? You're local to the area in Indianapolis, so I'm sure word of mouth's been huge for you as well. What's the reaction been like from your clients when they started hearing about this service and now they've been having it for over two years in your area? Uh, I think people love it. And uh, actually, I, I know they love it. Um, one of the most important things that we were doing to help build our reputation and credibility is uh, really mining our customer base for reviews. And, um, you know, that was something I was doing manually um, early on and uh, actually brought in a third party company uh, called Five Star Business. Actually, they just renamed to Liftify. Uh, and they've been extremely helpful uh, in that regard. Basically, about this time last year, I think we had about 30 Google reviews and they were all good. They were they were nice, good reviews from our clients and everything. And that was fine and good. But um, once I met with their team, um, they really showed me how this could change. And now we're sitting at well over 300 five star Google reviews. And, you know, these are these are our clients. They're, they're not made up. They're not fake. They're not some bots that are making fake reviews. These are our clients. And. Whenever I feel like we're struggling a little bit or, or I'm just, I need to pick me up. All I got to do is read a couple of those because <laughs> awesome. people, people absolutely love the service. They, they love the result. Mm -hmm. um, I think our, our customer service and customer satisfaction is uh, through the roof. Like that's our number one goal. It, we run to problems. If there's ever an issue, we fix it directly. We face it head on. We don't hide from it. Um, you know, that's, that's one of my things that I, I kind of carried over from football and uh, my partner in the company sees it the same way. Um, you know, on, on the football field, everything's recorded, right? <laughs> there's, there's no hiding. You screwed up. You got to own it. You got to go fix it. And that is exactly how we approach problems here at Ben Scrub. That's awesome. I mean, I think when you said reading the reviews, I know my dad reads reviews all night. He plays the YouTube videos all night to the point where it's, it's something that you're proud of to see that people not only take the time to, buy your service, but to also put such good reviews out there. And I saw on your website that you offer very similar to how we do that your clients, they can get unlimited free cleanings if they were for a friend. Was that something you always had implemented? And how do you think that's benefited the company? Yeah, it, it is something we uh, had in place since the start. Um, you know, essentially when you're launching a new business, you're, a new industry, really, um, people aren't aware of what it is. They aren't aware of you know, why they need it, um, what they should be paying for it. Is it worth it? Is it a good value? So we really uh, leaned on people to spread the word for us um, now through reviews, but also through our referral program, where basically if they're a subscriber to our business uh, and to our service and they refer someone who signs up as a subscriber, a recurring client, um, they'll get a free cleaning. And it's a really simple way to kind of say thank you and for them to either get on social or, or maybe get on their neighborhood uh, website or Facebook group and spread the word for us. And uh, I feel like it's had a, a very big impact on how we 
um, grow the company and, and how we've got started. And really, you know, word of mouth is always going to be your strongest uh, form of, um, you know, build re- reputation building and credibility. Um, so that's been very important to us. I think one thing we did early on that maybe some people would would balk at is we did a lot of free cleanings. Um, this was, again, a new industry, an area that had never seen it. People didn't know what it was. They'd never seen the trucks. We wanted to get these trucks out in front of people, uh, not to mention that they're giant billboards and, uh, you know, <laughs> you guys uh, style them up right. They look yeah. great. People want to see what's happening. People literally stop in their tracks when they're out walking and watch it. Um, so we did upwards of probably 500 free cleanings um, where we literally hit the ground uh, with with tags and we hit a bunch of um, garbage cans in certain neighborhoods, real targeted areas and offered free cleanings. And those people uh, are really are the foundation of our business. I love that. I think there's nothing that speaks more than a satisfied customer. So I like that you guys do that. We do it as well. And I feel like who doesn't want free cleanings? And it's worth it if that person refers 12 people. They don't have to pay for bin cleaning at all. That's right. Um, for you guys, one of the interesting aspects of being in Indianapolis is you have weather to factor in. Um, do you operate seasonally? Do you stay open year round? How has that maybe been an obstacle at points? That's a big question we get from people that are in cold weather states. Sure. Yeah. Um, we, from day one, made it our goal that we were going to operate year round as much as possible. Um, luckily I've got some great drivers. Uh, my partner Ty is one of them and our, my other guy, Corey, uh, they're tough as nails. Uh, I, I lucked out, but they knew that going into it, that they're going to have to work in all conditions. Um, you know, mid Indy in the Midwest is, uh, a little bit more moderate, you know, than as, uh, maybe a Chicago or Detroit, we don't quite get the extreme cold and amounts of snow that they get, but we do get it. Um, and we found that we can operate pretty safely into the upper twenties. Um, the truck doesn't necessarily freeze up. We don't have a lot of issues. Um, that said, we keep our trucks inside overnight in a heated facility. So they're staying thawed out overnight. The water temp, you know, when they're leaving the shop is probably in the 55 to 60 degree uh, range. So uh, we're not really at risk of the giant tank of water freezing up. It's more the lines or the pump uh, or the heads themselves. So we're pretty cautious about that. And as long as we know we're running a pretty tight route, We've even gone down below 25, uh, you know, just you got to keep moving. <laughs> you can't yeah. stop. Um, but the trucks have proven out to be extremely reliable in really all conditions. You know, it gets really hot here in the summer. So we've been up, you know, high 90s, 100 degrees down to the mid 20s. And uh, the trucks just keep keep pounding away. I know you're somebody, Ryan, that's very mechanically inclined. I, I heard stories of when you went down for training, you were under the truck, you're open up the cab. Was that something you always had throughout your life? Or was that something as you were entering this type of business where you thought I need to really be hands on and know what's going on with the truck as an owner, you're not out there running it, but it's still, I think for your guys too, to see that, you know, how things should be, how they should be presented before you get to a stop. Was that something you always had or did you develop that? Um, it's something I've always had. Uh, I have always uh, been very curious about things. I actually studied mechanical engineering in college, uh, you know, decided to go beat my head off uh, the wall against other guys playing football. <laughs> so I didn't actually work as an engineer, but uh, I've got that mindset. I've got that, uh, you know, kind of knowledge. Um, and I also actually uh, did a lot of construction work growing up through high school and college. Uh, so I have a, a, a 
pretty good mechanical mindset as far as plumbing and things of that nature. Um, and really, once you understand how the trucks work, they're they're not that complicated. There's just a lot of fittings, a lot of different parts to pay attention to, um, you know, things that need to be maintained. But, um, you know, overall, it's been a learning process, but we have kind of built our own maintenance protocols and uh, we just make sure to keep the trucks in good shape, keep them clean. Uh, I tell my drivers if they ever hear or see anything that seems out of the ordinary, let me know immediately and we can troubleshoot it real quick. And I think that's also a, another thing I wanted to mention, just the uh, support that you guys have offered has been really, really outstanding. I know that I can reach out to John or, or David and get a response real quick, whether it's just a, a tip on how to do something or fix something quickly uh, to troubleshoot something or to get some parts sent our way. Uh, it's been very, very easy to work with you guys. Thanks, Ryan. I appreciate that. I know David speaks really highly of you, Ty and Corey. I know he's a big Ty fan. Uh, did, <laughs> did Ty come down when you went for training or is it just you? Yeah, yeah, we both oh, came nice. down. Um, when we first were interested in the trucks, we came to check it out. And mm-hmm. uh, Ty loves to tell the story how it was like drinking from a fire hose. And it really was <laughs> just the amount of information that your dad provided us. Uh, it it kind of blew our minds and we had to kind of step back and think about it for a bit. But we, we knew this was going to be the right fit. And uh, then we definitely brought him back down when it was training time because he's he was at the time my only guy um, mm-hmm. on the truck, and he is definitely um, you know out there doing it every single day, working his tail off, um, making this thing go. That's awesome. Once again, inside of Trash Chatter, Victoria Conway joined by Ryan Dean, the owner of Bin Scrub out of Indianapolis, Indiana. If you want to check out their Instagram, Facebook, it's at Bin Scrub. They've got some great content on there, so you can see how they've been able to grow. Running two trucks currently with two more on order. Um, Ryan, right now with seasonal packaging or monthly or quarterly, which plan do you think is the most popular and which one do you feel is most beneficial for your company? Yeah, interesting that you asked that. Um, We offer two main plans, monthly and quarterly. We do offer one-time cleanings. Um, You know, we have them priced a a little more aggressively because we'd love to see people, you know, uh, do the the subscription model. Um, And quite honestly, it's a much better value. Um, I think quarterly is by far our most popular plan here in the Indianapolis area. Um, You know, I think it's a very affordable plan. I think it's a plan that keeps your bins cleaned year round. So it makes a lot of sense for people. Um, But, you know, I would say there are definitely people that want monthly and um you know we'll, we'll certainly do that for them as well we we do get a fair amount of that i'd say it's probably in the 20 to 25 percent range but the rest is definitely quarterly very cool i think quarterly is definitely especially with your climate we get a lot of monthly down here but granted it's it's hot most of the year um with your trucks you run pto trucks uh what were your thought process with diesel chassis coming down and checking them out um and what have you enjoyed about them this far yeah, they've been great. Um, we really haven't had any issues. Um, the only PTO issue I had was uh, the belt itself was getting a little bit loose and slipping. And uh, mm-hmm. you guys have that all built in to uh, be adjustable and we got to tighten back up. And that issue was resolved pretty easily. Um, the truck's been great. You know, it's basically basic maintenance on the Isuzu part of the truck, the you know, oil mm-hmm. changes, fuel filter changes, uh, all that kind of stuff. But they're, they're you know, big, sturdy vehicles. Uh, of course, they're carrying around a lot of weight. So you got to yeah. be cautious when you're driving, but they're, they're made to handle that. So, um, you know, the trucks have been fantastic. The, uh, the gas model didn't 
necessarily jump out at me as something I wanted to mess with. It seemed a little more complicated and like more maintenance on the, the Honda motors and everything. So um, the PTO trucks really looked like the best option for us and they've paid off. What do you think so far outside of obviously purchasing equipment, which is one of the biggest overheads for the business? What do you think the best investment's been, whether it was hiring five star, getting social media pages up? Which one do you think's paid the most dividends for you guys? Uh, definitely the I would say both of those really the, the marketing aspect of it. Um, again, this is something that needs to get out in front of people. They need to see it. They need to understand it. This isn't quite the utility that we all want it to be yet. Uh, you know, that's kind of my ultimate goal is when someone moves to the area, they say, well, who's the garbage bin cleaner? You know, who, who do I call? Because I have to get that set up. Right. Um, we're not quite there yet. So we got to educate people and, uh, social media has been very, very crucial in that regard. Uh, I've been using Bradley Robinson, uh, to help drive some of that. Uh, I'm just not that guy. Um, I, I kind of, you have to know your strengths and weaknesses. I'm more of an operations guy. Um, as far as the marketing side goes, I will gladly hand that off. I, I don't even post that much on social myself personally, yeah. mm -hmm. but I've become more aware of it and more, uh, educated about it. So I'm constantly checking it and seeing what kind of feedback we're getting. Um, and making sure our ads are running properly and everything. But uh, that's really that investment in the marketing has been huge. Um, you know, it, it, it is a real thing. You can't expect people to just start calling because you bought a truck. I said that earlier and I, I truly mean it. You have to have uh, this built into your business model that you're going to pour money into marketing. It will pay dividends. I promise you just have to let it go long enough. I see a lot of people talking about direct mail and stuff like that. We haven't done a ton of that, um, mm -hmm. it, but it's like anything, whatever you do, you need multiple touch points. You need, uh, yeah. you need to let it run for a while. You can't just put one ad up and let it run for a week and go, mm -hmm. that didn't work. You know, it, it's a, it's a process, something people need to see over and over and over, uh, yeah. to really make that decision. Uh, so between that and the, the credibility and reputation building through uh, five star liftify, uh, I think those have been some very, very strong investments. And lastly, Ryan, before we let you go, for people that are looking to get into the business, because I definitely think it's growing, more people are learning about it. Um, what would you say is the best piece of advice you could give them before deciding if this is the right fit for them? Um, I think there's uh, maybe something that hasn't been talked a lot about in online forums is what type of business do you want to be? Do you want to be a solo operator? Which is fine. You can certainly do that. And you can uh, run the truck yourself. You can do the business side of it yourself. You can do the marketing or outsource some of it. Um, and you can certainly make a good living doing that. You will hit a, a ceiling at some point, right? You can only do so much. You're one person. Um, you know, or do you want to run a fleet? And that was from day one what I wanted to build. I wanted to run a fleet. Um, like you said, we're running two trucks full time right now, keeping them very busy. We have our, our third and fourth trucks all ordered. Um, hope to have them soon. I know. Actually, I know that's been a, a hot topic. Yeah, definitely. We want we yeah. want these out to you badly. <laughs> yeah, right. But um, I, I think the one of the most important questions to ask yourself before you jump into this is what type of business do I want this to be, and what is my team going to look like? Because even if you are a solo operator, you got to have support. You know, legal support, accounting support. Uh, all, all marketing support, everything like that. You need help with that. So build your team, right? I mean, it's, again, it's kind of the background I came from. 
uh, teamwork is crucial, right? Getting along is crucial. The way you communicate with other people is, is super important. And um, it's been fun to build our team, whether it's our kind of internal team of uh, Ty and Corey and Cody, who's my office manager, or, you know, the external team that kind of helps us as needed, our, our accountants and our lawyers and things of that nature. So um, it's just, like I said, again, I'm going to say it for the third and fourth time, you can't just buy the truck and expect this to work. You have to put in the time and energy. This is a business. It's not, uh, it's not a hobby for me. <laughs> we're out, we're out to make some money. Yeah. Awesome, Ryan. I think that's the great way to put it. Build your team. Um, and I think that's, it's a good, fair point because so many people, obviously they they want their trucks, they want their trailers, they're ready to go. And during that build time, granted, we wish it was a little sooner. There is a lot that you can get in order so that you can hit the ground running, which I think is the end goal for everyone. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with that. The more planning you can do, the more, you know, the better prepared you can be. Uh, you're always going to get curveballs. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. no, nothing is as simple as it sounds, right? Uh, you got to be ready for those curveballs. I wear a lot of hats every day, even though we are, you know, set up more as a fleet. I'm, I'm not in the truck every day. I will jump in the truck. I've done it before and I, I know I'm going to have to do it next week um, because we got a really, really busy week. And one of my drivers is taking a, a couple of days off, which is totally fine. Um, but, you know, you have to wear a lot of hats. This is not easy, right? From, from day one, you have to be ready for the grind. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for joining us on Trash Chatter. Once again, Ryan Deem from Ben Scrubs, Ben Scrub, apology from Indianapolis, Indiana. We appreciate your business, Ryan. You've been a great advocate for us. Um, we're thrilled that you guys are growing, going to get you these two trucks soon, hopefully, <laughs> so that you guys can continue to expand because it's great to have success stories such as yourself. So thank you once again for joining us today. You bet. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. 